Welcome to Holistic Hearts. I'm your host, Kristen Chadwick. Hey, all right. We are continuing on with our series of Deep Waters. If you have not listened to the last few episodes, I really encourage you to jump right in. Uh, you want to go back and you want to listen to Surrender from last week. And oh man, just th- there's just been so much that the Lord has put on my heart to share in the series. I really encourage you to go back and listen to those episodes. Today, we're going to be jumping into the, <laughs> there's so much in this episode. So taste and see that the Lord is good. And what I mean by that is we're going to talk about the gifts of the spirit. There are nine of them. And today we're going to talk about a word of wisdom and knowledge. Before we drive drive before we drive down that road <laughs> i just want to say thank you for the text messages that you're sending encouraging me through the series i can really feel your prayers and i want you to know that your encouragement has been such a gift to me and it really has been the cherry on top of all of this i actually sat down with with someone yesterday who was asking me has it been worth it to share all of this because i was expressing how it's been one of the hardest things I've had to record and speak about. And because of the weightiness, because I know that it's a big deal. It's a, it's a big deal to share about God in this capacity. And anyway, so her question was, has it been worth it? And absolutely it has well been worth it. I have grown in my boldness and trying to find words to share of his goodness, to share of this experience of who he is. And I just want to say thank you. God is moving, you guys. He is moving. He is moving among the church. He is moving inside of me. He's He is moving in you, calling you to listen to this episode. So on that note, <laughs> I do want to put a disclaimer There are so many people that I feel are way more qualified than I am to teach on these things. And so I do recommend (laughs) that you do your own research. And I thank you for the people that have sent me resources to share with you. Absolutely continue to do your own deep dive. First, I would ask that you meet with the Holy Spirit and ask him for a fresh filling of his spirit. Find your own flame. Second Timothy 1.6 says, I'm writing to encourage you to fan into a flame and rekindle the fire of the spiritual gift God imparted to you when I laid my hands upon you. For God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but this Holy Spirit who gives mighty power, love, and self-control. And so when we come to him and we ask for this fresh filling, trusting that he has you, right? We are surrendering to his goodness and continuing yourself to dig into the word of God. That scripture, it's, it's, we've got to always bring it back to scripture to, to know who he is, to know how he worked, to know how Jesus moved and breathed upon this earth and demonstrated his love, how the Holy Spirit came for the young church So do your research, 
do a deep dive. I, I'm reading right now in Acts and it is blowing my mind. It is one of my favorite books in the New Testament. And I encourage you to do the same. This is where you're going to find a lot about the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So I encourage you to, to dig into the Word yourself as well. Another thing too in this disclaimer is to find a spiritual mentor. Find somebody in your local community that can walk beside you, that can pray with you, that can talk about Holy Spirit, that can talk about the gifts of the Spirit, can talk about the offices and just the different ways that the Holy Spirit manifests and ask those deep questions. Find somebody near you and meet with them. My hope in this whole Deep Water series is that it stirs something within you and it causes you to seek Jesus's face more than anything else. You are created to experience and walk in the gifts that he has for you. And there is so much more than what we are currently partaking in. And I feel very strongly and I have been praying for the church in general to awaken to this goodness. This is the meat and potatoes. We need meat and potatoes (laughs) of being the hands and feet of Jesus. And we can't do that well without meeting with him and encountering him for ourselves and seeing and tasting that he is good. So we get this opportunity to come to Jesus for not only nourishment, but enjoyment and partaking of his word. And his word is way more than just the Bible. The Bible is amazing. It is a gift from him to be able to to search the word, but there is way more than just that. It is um, in, in John, in the first chapter of John, it talks about how Jesus was there before the beginning of the world and he was the word and the word was made flesh. So Jesus is the word. It is his word. It is an act word. It is a logos word. And we are going to zero in on logos word today. So let me start here. First Peter 4.10. Every believer has received grace gifts. So use them to serve one another as faithful stewards of the many colored tapestry of God's grace. God, the father, the son, and Holy Spirit love to give gifts to the bride of Christ. And he has given it to every believer. That verse says every believer, not the ones that are working the hardest to get there, (laughs) not just some of the select few, not the Jenny Allens of the world and the, not just them, not just all the famous people, Lisa Brevere, all of those people. It's not just for them. It is for every believer. And we are called to use those gifts that are straight up gifts. They are gifts. We do not earn them. They are gifts to serve other people in the bride of Christ, outside of the bride of Christ. You are his plan A, right? Remember, like we talked about that last week. You are his plan A to show the world who he is. And these gifts are gifts. They confirm what's already spoken in the word, the Bible, and the word of Jesus, who is the word. 
and they go out and they expand the kingdom of God. That is the whole point of, of these gifts. They are to bless us and others. Now, I do want to preface this with, there certainly have been people who have misused the gifts of the Spirit, or they've ignored the gifts because they were unknown, uncomfortable. I know for me, it can be ignored (laughs) because of fear of man. What will people think? Have you ever felt that way where you're like, oh man, I would love to step out into practicing these gifts of the spirit, but it feels a little nerve wracking. What if I do it wrong? What if I say something that's not right? Or what if I, there's so many what ifs, right? But our job and the delight of the father is seeing his children practice and The story that I like to share with this is one of my good friends, Jenny, she talks about how when we start to step out in faith and practice these spiritual gifts is just like a toddler practicing walking and they take a step and then they fall down. There is complete and utter joy in the parents as they watch their toddler take their first steps. They are celebrating that they are learning how to walk. They've seen their parents walk. So we've seen Jesus walk. We've seen the disciples walk. We've seen people walk out these gifts of the spirit in the word, in the Bible. And just as the parents are watching these toddlers take their first steps, when we are beginning to walk in these nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, the father is cheering us on. He's just excited that we are wanting to participate and to walk in his ways. So I want to tell you a little bit of a story, backstory. So when was this? Probably five, six years ago, I joined a group of women. We were all very hungry to experience more of the Holy Spirit in our day-to-day lives. We had all attended a a retreat and come back and we're like, okay, but how do we keep it going? And so we ended up forming this group together of women who were all hungry to go after Holy Spirit. And we were hungry to see the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, like in Acts 2, where the flames of of Holy Spirit come and it transforms people's lives. So we met in this beautiful converted garage of one woman who felt the Lord call her to transform her garage into this worship prayer room. It was stunning. There were about, well, it was kind of varied, seven to 10 of us on any given week. And much like Peter showing up in the the upper room, expectant for Jesus to follow through with that promise that Jesus said, wait, and the Holy Spirit's going to come. So we waited and we asked for Jesus to show up week after week. And we worshiped together. We were that toddler trying to walk. We went after it. And I'm so thankful we had a leader of the group who came and really started teaching us how to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. And she taught us to trust 
that God will speak because he's always speaking into our hearts because he cares for us. And it was one of the most beautiful growth building communities I've ever been a part of. It was safe. It was encouraging, uplifting. There were tears someday. There was joy. There was healing. And it went from going on these mountaintop experiences at retreats every few months to being able to connect with the heart of the Father for the body of Christ every week. And one of the first things that we learned through this leader was digging into these gifts of the Spirit. And I want to dive in and and explain these with you today. Because when we start to understand these gifts, (laughs) we are able to open them up and explore and again, expand our relationship with the Father the Holy Spirit and Jesus. And that in in return brings so much light into this world. I love how Derek Prince describes the gifts of the Spirit like a rainbow. There are nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, and they are all very distinguished from each other, yet they blur into one another. So when I tell you these nine gifts, Just know that they can operate in mutual agreement, of course, but just there's a connection. It's all interwoven together, and there are very distinct gifts within these gifts that he's given us. So think of it like a rainbow. There's, you know, seven different colors of the rainbow. There's nine different gifts of Holy Spirit, and even though yellow is very different than indigo, they can all bleed together. Here we go. We're going to talk about the nine gifts from the Holy Spirit. So in 1 Corinthians 12, that's really where the main, there's a couple of verses that it digs into the gifts of the Spirit. And so I encourage you, this would be one of those places, write this down, 1 Corinthians 12. I'm just going to read off the nine gifts right now. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, the gift of faith, gifts of healing, miraculous powers, prophecy, discerning of spirits, speaking in different tongues, and interpretation of tongues. So each of those are different colors and expressions of God's spirit manifest through us, his church. Word of wisdom and word of knowledge are where we're going to go today. We're going to start here in these deep waters. (laughs) The word of wisdom and the word of knowledge are very, very similar. And often they go hand in hand, but they can be very distinct from each other. Just as, you know, indigo and violet, they're right next to each other on on the rainbow, but they are very different. So, and I'm going to bring back the conversation about the Holy Spirit group that we met weekly because this was the best example that I could give you to help encourage you to find not only people that you can practice, but also leaning into those gifts. Okay. So I'm going to come back there, but we're going to dive into a little bit more of the defining what word of wisdom and word of knowledge are. So the difference between wisdom and knowledge, knowledge gives you facts and wisdom 
gives us what to do about those facts. So Derek Prince states, if you have all the wisdom in the world, but have no facts, you cannot make much direct application with it. And on the other hand, if you know all the facts, unless you have wisdom, you are likely to do wrong with them. I want you to think about who may have a lot of knowledge about something, but they lack wisdom. Like somebody who could spit out all these facts about something, but have no regard for when and how to say it. I can think about (laughs) parenting of like, there are times when there is knowledge about something, but it's not wise to bring it up right now. Does that make sense? And there are times when we can have a lot of wisdom about something and not have a lot of knowledge about it. So there is also word of wisdom versus the world's wisdom. So I see this in my business a lot where sometimes the wisdom of the world of podcasting is one way. And yet then there's a word of wisdom that God will download and give strategy to my podcasters that's way more effective and efficient than any course that's out there telling them how to do something. So I hope that all makes sense. What's, what is a word of wisdom? So God is all wisdom. He is the keeper of all wisdom. He is the keeper of all knowledge. So when he gifts us wisdom, we get to see a tiny glimpse into his wisdom. He is the alpha and the omega. He is omniscient. God holds all of that wisdom. So where do we see the gift of wisdom playing out in scripture. Let's talk about that. So Jesus tells the disciples in Matthew 21, seven, I'm going to give you an example of this playing out. So you remember when Jesus is about to enter into Jerusalem, he tells the disciples a word of wisdom. All right. So 21, seven, or six, actually. So, mm, 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 mm. nope, sorry. Let's back it up. 21, one. Let's just start there. Now, as they were approaching Jerusalem, they arrived at the place of the stables near the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of his disciples ahead saying, as soon as you enter the village, you will find a donkey tethered along with her young colt. Untie them both and bring them to me. And if anyone stops you and ask, what are you doing? Just tell them, the Lord of all needs them, and he will let you take them. All of this happened to fulfill the prophecy. Tell Zion's daughter, look at your king arrives. He's coming to you humbly, sitting on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. So the two disciples went on ahead and did as Jesus instructed them. They brought the donkey and her colt to him and placed their cloaks and prayer shawls on the colt, and Jesus rode on it. Okay. So that right there was a word of wisdom. And he knew this strategy of going to find this donkey. And not only that they were going to find this donkey, but the person was just going to straight up let them take the donkey and take it back to Jesus. That's just mind blowing. God gave them wisdom, gave Jesus wisdom to go and find this donkey. 
That was not worldly wisdom, right? And you're going to see this over and over in Jesus's life repeated. Like after his resurrection, it was imparted through the Holy Spirit to to tell the disciples that the Holy Spirit was coming, right? And then after that, once Jesus had given his, like he went back up the resurrection, right? Or not the resurrection, the ascension. After the ascension, he sent the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit now in Acts shows over and over again examples of the word of wisdom. Again, I encourage you to read the book of Acts. It is full of examples of the word of, it, of, word of wisdom. Just open your eyes and your ears and see how many times that the Holy Spirit was gifting them over and over wisdom to expand the kingdom. Okay, so now we're going to flip to, let's look at a word of knowledge. Word of knowledge is, again, God is knowledge itself. And we get to see this tiny portion of knowledge that's imparted supernaturally. This can come in a vision, in a picture, in a sense. It can come as words. It can come as knowing somebody's like history. I don't know if you've ever been. Uh, I remember sitting in an airport with my brother and <laughs> we were sitting there talking about how sometimes you can just sense like somebody's story. And that is a word of knowledge. And it's very empowering because you can pray for that person silently. You can ask the Holy Spirit, am I to share this with them? Or do I just pray in the Spirit and intercede on their behalf? Because remember, all these gifts are to expand the kingdom. And I want to share an example in the word John 148. Jesus uses a word of knowledge. <laughs> with Nathaniel. I know we are all familiar with this, but this is this is like so cool to watch all of these gifts play out with Jesus and throughout Acts throughout the church now. So, all right, so chapter 1, verse 48. When Jesus saw Nathaniel approaching, he said, "Here comes a true son of Israel." an honest man with no hidden motive. Nathaniel was stunned, but you've never met me. How do you know anything about me? Jesus answered, Nathaniel, right before Philip came to you, I saw you sitting under the shade of the fig tree. Nathaniel blurted out, teacher, you truly are the son of God and the king of Israel. Okay, so I want you to notice a couple things about that. When you have a word of knowledge, so Jesus had this word of knowledge about who Nathaniel was. He is a true son of Israel, an honest man with no hidden motive. Nathaniel's response was he was stunned. And he was like, how do you know this about me? So word of knowledge is something that a human in itself, in our flesh, would not know without the help of the Holy Spirit. And then Jesus even went on for more word of knowledge. And he said, right before Philip came to you, I saw you sitting under the shade of the fig tree. Now, again, in response, Nathaniel blurted out, teacher, you truly are the son of God and the king of Israel. Now, this is really cool. When we start to 
practice hearing a word of knowledge. Like I said, we can either use it to externally bless somebody by saying, hey, I see this about you. And I'm going to give you some stories here in just a second. And it will absolutely bless them and point them right back to Jesus. And then there are times when we get to quietly do it with the Holy Spirit and speak over their life. I want to share a story of one time I was sitting on a bench in a in the middle of a cul-de-sac. It was like this little grassy knoll. There were three benches. One I was sitting on, I was just having some time with Jesus. And this guy came up and sat on another bench inside of the cul-de-sac. I instantly felt the Lord nudging me to go over and be brave and courageous. This is where that dying to yourself is real, you guys, because I am typically not a outgoing. Well, I am outgoing, but I, I am shy. So my first instinct was like, oh, please, Lord, I don't want to go over there. But it kept coming up over and over. I just felt the Lord was saying he needs to know that I hear him and I see him and I hear his questions. And so I finally got up the nerve and walked over to this guy who was just happened to come by after he had ridden his bike and just was sitting there waiting for his family. I guess that's what I found out later. He was waiting for his family. And I said, Hey, I know this might sound really weird, but I really feel like Jesus is telling me to tell you he hears your questions and he sees you. And the guy was absolutely amazed. He was in the middle of this crazy thing with his family. And he was asking all these questions. Now, here's the thing. That's all I got. That was all the word of knowledge I got. And so at that point, it was just like, well, I just, (laughs) I just want, you know, he really does see you and keep asking the questions. And that was it. And I walked away. So for his response of like, wow, he really sees me. It was way worth it to get over myself, to go and tell him what I was hearing from this word of knowledge. Another example. So when I was sharing about the ladies in my uh, group that we were practicing walking in these gifts of the spirit was we would, anytime it was somebody's birthday, we would pray and worship and then ask God for a glimpse of his heart for this person on their birthday. And I highly recommend this for anybody's birthday. It is so much fun. And so we would practice. And (laughs) so we would do it for birthdays, but we would also do it just randomly. Like we would ask, who does he want to highlight today? And so one day, I think this was one of the first times I had practiced listening was I was listening for a gal who was leading and which totally made me nervous. Cause I'm like, you are so gifted in, in the prophetic and listening in the gifts of the spirit. And I feel like a toddler, you know, just barely learning how to walk. And I'm sharing all that because it is clunky and it's okay. It's absolutely okay. It's a playground and finding it that safe space to practice is going to be key. So I'm sitting there and I'm listening for 
this amazing woman who's sitting next to me who had recently lost her husband about a year before that. And immediately in my heart, I hear the song, sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. <laughs> if you know that song, it just kept repeating over and over and over. And I was like, okay. And she had said, the leader, she was like, don't disregard anything because sometimes he speaks through really funny things. And so <laughs> when it was, it was time to be done and to share, I said, I know this is really weird, but I keep hearing the song, sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. And she just started crying and it immediately touched her heart. And that was a word of knowledge. And the fact was he was speaking to her of your grief is coming to an end and you're going to have sunshine. And about a year, I think it was about a year later, year and a half, she ended up getting married to another amazing godly man. And anyway, it was just so cool to watch that play out. Another example from that group was one time on my birthday when people were listening on my behalf, which I will tell you, when you have a group of six or seven women that are all listening to the Father's heart on your behalf, it is so kind and loving and tender and special and honoring and humbling. And oh, it there's really nothing like that. And so for my birthday, there were so many words that were spoken that day that I could share, have played out and spoken to me. But one in particular, which was a word of knowledge that I want to share is one gal said, I keep picturing Paddington Bear. And it touched me so much. And it still touches me because it was a part of my childhood that I loved. I loved reading Paddington Bear. One of my favorite books as a little girl was Paddington Bear Goes to the Circus. And then the next lady, she said, she said the, the nickname that my peepaw would call me. And it just moved me so much because there's no way you cannot make that up, right? They knew through God's knowledge of my heart, what would speak to me. He breaks down the walls of our hearts and he comes running after us through these gifts. And what a special treat that is. Another example of words of knowledge is through my friend Jenny. Through every retreat she's done, there's a group of most, most of the time there's about 30 women that come to this retreat and she'll have names of the participants and ask friends to help listen for a word for whoever's coming. And so when these women would come into this retreat, including myself, we would receive these cards from women who, who we may not have ever met before, and they would be beautifully spoken words straight from the Father's heart to our hearts. And it breaks down walls it breaks down barriers. 
and I had the privilege of watching my daughter be blessed by this last fall where she got a a letter and a word about she's not too much. And that was so needed this past year. It was a word given so that she could make it through this, this year and really lean into that truth that God knew ahead of time. That was that word of wisdom and, and knowledge. It's a reminder that those who receive these words, that God sees us. He loves us. He cares for those little things and big things in our heart, and he wants to love on you. Okay? So I have a couple things before we end this episode. One is an activity for you to try. I want you to practice listening to the heart of the Father for someone. It could be someone that you see weekly. It could be somebody in your family. It could be a friend. I want you to practice listening to the Holy Spirit for a word of wisdom or knowledge or encouragement. Remember, all of the gifts work together. They're the nine gifts that he has given us to explore. And again, taste and see that he is good. And guys, I promise you, you're going to bless somebody just by even taking the time to pause and what that looks like. Literally, it's pausing. And I always find worship beforehand helps my heart get back into center And then to listen, think of that person and listen for a word, an impression, a song. He uses all sorts of things, vision, and write it out and send it to somebody. It could be through text message. It could be through a letter. It's it's up to you. I want to hear how it went for you. Okay? Now, something that is for you, my friend is this last little bit here. I want you to pause whatever you're doing. And I want you to just receive this activation, this word from the Lord that I feel is for whoever is listening. I received this word yesterday morning when I'm recording this. And, you know, I'm, I'm right there with you. I am practicing. I am in the deep waters. I have surrendered on the daily, (laughs) asking for the Lord to speak through me, to heal, to move in signs and wonders. I want to speak out the word of God with unrestrained boldness. And I was praying and just sitting in this and just felt so clear this word from the Lord. And so I'm going to share it with you today. It is, it is for the church. And I really encourage you, if you know somebody who needs to hear this, to share this episode. I, yeah, I just pray Holy Spirit would come and fill you with encouragement, empower you, and, and help you to see that the Spirit is within you and that he has gifts for you. Okay, here we go. I'm going to read what Jesus spoke into my heart the other day for you and for me as we are the body of Christ. 
My people are hungry. (sighs) Lead them to the table for real food. It's time they taste and see daily. Not on yesterday's bread, but on daily bread. This is for my bride. She needs nourishment. She is satisfied with rice and beans, but she needs colors. She needs solid food. I will show you the menu daily. I'm speaking life and truth and love over this body. Nourishment, refreshment, revive, vibrancy. Just as the body needs all the vitamins and minerals and water and proteins and carbs and fats, so it is for my body. We need to supply the body of Christ with greens and vegetables, brighten up our skin. As a mother sees the need to her children to eat the colors of the rainbow, I am passionate about the whole foods my bride is eating. My bride has suffered from an eating disorder that was never intended. It was not my plan for her to limit herself, to see food as the enemy, to grow and nourish She needs to be set free from the lies, set free from the old ways of thinking, set free from control. My bride, I'm so longing for you to step into freedom, step into joy, delight, and wonder. My table has been set, and I am calling you to partake in the eating and seeing that I am good. This is for you, not just for the saints of old, but for you. You are the bride, and this is all for you.